I was in second grade and it was my classmate and I was like, I walked up to her, I was like, yo, give me a lap dance. Mm-hmm. And then she, she didn't know what it was. And but you she, knew exactly what a lap dance was no, at the time? I you was were just, just saying, saying that. shit. And she fucking cried. And then the teacher, she told on the teacher, this bitch, this little bitch's sister came and then she was like, do you know what a lap dance is? And I was like, no. And she's like, well, it's not a good Let me thing. Show you. <laughs> it can't be that bad. Oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Honestly, dude, if I was, I always say this. My first, my first love is basketball, but I am in fucking love with football, American football. Like, right, yeah, I sport. really do love that sport. If I, I always say, if I was a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. I would probably really try my hardest to get into like the CFL. Because yeah. mm. <laughs> I don't know, XFL, bro. Fuck, did, did you guys watch that? Yes, I did, dude. It was I, fucking sick. Uh, my I, team. Who was your team? Uh, what the fucking My- I, you know, I just watched them all because they all looked like teams that would be like randomly generated on a video game <laughs> like, the Washington Admirals and it's like the New York Dragons and it's like this guy's in a lime green football like uniform that's crazy yeah. that's the color of the uniform yeah it Some was pretty, pretty dope bonkers. though my team was the the Houston Renegades the Renegades yeah so fucking sick man because there's a dude named PJ Walker um he ended up playing for the Carolina Panthers later yes, on that year yeah. when they canceled the season, and he just won me so much money. I was like, I fuck with this team. Very it was nice. so good, but when, they had to fuck it up. And when ruin. the XFL was going, I was still working out at City Sports, and I remember like running on the treadmill watching the XFL and being like, why am I watching football on a Saturday? Like This is so crazy. It's like, weird, this is, I'm sure for you, yeah. But you know, The Rock owns it now. Y- yeah, yeah, So yeah, he's yeah. like, they're like rebuilding it and like making it a, a more viable thing. So we'll see what happens. Well, it's dope because uh, you know one of the things that they have over the NFL is that they put um, they put the spread on the ticker. Yes, they it's do. It's fucking hilarious. They like they'll have like minus seven sure. and a half, Whoa. and then they'll slash it and put. Uh, I think the over under would be like forty nine or fifty two or some shit like that. There's no defense being played at this shit, so no. you're you're literally scoring like a hundred points a game. It's pretty. S- and they never kick. They're like punting is like an unspoken. That just doesn't happen. Like, shit. Yeah, you're it's really like, a bitch if you do it. We don't kick in this league. And it's yeah, just like, we're like, all about numbers. <laughs> like That's they insane. hire, like they they recruit the kickers, but they're really just chilling. Man, it's a Who, great, they're just there. They're it's just a great like, job, dude. They're there just they're in you, case they decide union, to. I'd, yeah. like, I'd like to be a kicker in the NFL. I mean, I'm, I'm not nearly as athletic. The amount as I of could pressure, be, though, to be a kicker, it's it's once every four times. Yeah, but still, I, I I think I'd rather be like actually like the holder there. I'd like the guy who like holds the ball. <laughs> no, but even the, even the holder fucks up, dude. You remember that play with Tony Romo? That play lives in fucking infamy. Yeah, well, Tony Romo is Tony Romo. It's reason why he's true. on the Cowboys. That's so true. there's like yeah, there's pressure for both of those, and like I I think I would I would freak out knowing that, especially if it was one of those games where this kick is gonna make it or break it for you. Okay, would you okay, would you rather would you rather kick like game. a game losing field goal or You kick the losing field goal? You kick the losing field goal. You so, miss you miss oh, the field goal. Okay. Would well, you I, miss a game winning would you rather miss a game winning field goal or take a dick in the ass? <laughs> <laughs> the, the first one the first one hang on a second did we lose because the field goal was only three points and we and it, we needed four you were points down, to win you were down we're two down. points oh. <laughs> you were down two points you take a dick in the ass for, Re- tw- for five minutes and that's then, a wait, long wait, wait, time wait, 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 wait. and then reasonable question whose dick 
like like a Ron Jeremy type oh, for two minutes. Like a gross felon. Not like dick. a Ken Jong no. type. No, 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 no. This is we can't be easy. You're with getting this? fucking plastered, bro. No, I'll miss the kick. I'll miss the kick. Yeah, I'll miss the kick. I'll miss the kick. You'll miss the kick. Yeah, man. I gotta be able to walk. You know, I'm not gay or anything, but like, I gotta. You gotta take a hard. You gotta think about it. You're gonna be in that city for another couple years. Yeah, but that guy's gonna be in your ass for five minutes. Or, but nobody will ever know. Well, you didn't say that before. Yeah, wait, wait. We need context if you're gonna give us hypotheticals like this. Okay, so he. That no. no, Okay, you're you're putting a lot of layers on this. Only you will know. But that's the thing. You will know. So the other guy doesn't know either. It's like a glory hole sort of situation. What's happening here? How's it? So this guy know only you two know for two minutes straight, just getting pounded, or you miss that game-winning field goal to go to the Super Bowl, and that city fucking. Wait, is it hates five you. minutes or two minutes? Two now. minutes. Two minutes. So we reduced it by this three. Like, two to five. That's a large guy, increment, man. Is this guy like my dentist? Am I going to see him every once in Bro, a while? It's dealer's choice. Yo, someone's going to realize that there's something wrong with me when I've stopped making eye contact with them after this event. <laughs> and that's why I asked the question. Christian, do you know that waiter? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've never. No, 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 no. Never he seen wink, him in my he life. Winked at you. <laughs> Fuck. It's like that scene in Pulp Fiction. Which one? Uh, the <gasps> one in the fucking basement. No. <laughs> Mar- when, Mar- that's what was his name? Marcellus, right? Marcellus Wiles. Gee, yeah, that was a messed up. And they get out of there and they oh look at each God, other like, dude, "We're that's not fucking horrible." Like, dude, he was get those. I can't believe those dudes fucking liked it too. But what was crazier? They were actually filming that shit, and I was like. Yeah, oh my man. god, like you know, homosexuality. I don't give a fuck what you do, but like to act that way, I'm like, oh, and then just that's be like, wild god, shit. nice, let's go get some lunch. <laughs> well, like, yeah, yeah, take, that Adam, take that apple out of Ving Rhames' uh, mouth, and he's just like, mm, no, 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 don't, don't do it, don't do it. He Keep keeps it in eating here. the Ving apple. <laughs> like, I have to finish this, it's something, it's for my character. <laughs> <laughs> well, Quentin Tarantino, he really pushes the boundaries, you know, already with the subject matter of each and every film that he shoots. You know, Django was about um, a slave getting vengeance. And with that, like, how many N-words did you hear in that movie? I thought Django was honestly going to be a little bit, a little, it was really good, don't get me wrong. I thought it was going to be more, a a little bit more heroic. Mm. Like, it was like free the slaves type thing. I didn't know he was going to do it for just like one purse for his girl, you know? Because that's how Westerns are, though. Like, I I grew up watching classic Westerns. Like, it's always about like him doing one person if they... If the hero if survives do. or does it at all, like westerns, it, it's a really good modern take on a western. Is that what a is, is it the same thing with spaghetti westerns too? Because I feel like with spaghetti westerns are like a little bit more loose on their on their boundaries. Yeah, the and spaghetti walls. western was like a weird thing in the eighties when in Italy they were just like, hey, we could make movies, and so like they made a whole bunch of westerns in Italy, and they called them spaghetti westerns, and then they became their own like specific brand of thing. Um, but they are inherently kind of corny and weird movies. Um, but, but that kind of makes the charm of a spaghetti western. Yeah. I, I well, mean, dude, Kill Bill was a spaghetti western. With, like, samurais and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, just, like, like, perverted... he just flipped it. Kill Bill is a great fucking movie, man. That, that series was amazing. The fact that he had to split it up into two volumes. Yeah, was yeah. Was like, okay, you're giving us another great movie? I'm. He, Quentin Tarantino is my favorite director of all time. And I'll, so, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'd go with that too. That him or Martin Scorsese. Oh, you and, are speaking to. Yeah, and, it, and that's just like, oh yeah, the, the prototypical. But it's like, dude, Scorsese is a fucking great man, like genius. My, one of my most favorite movies of all time is um, uh, good, the Goodfellas. That's his favorite movie of all time. 
dude, that scene, uh, the tracking scene when they go into the restaurant, probably one of the best scenes Beautiful. of all time. Fucking amazing. That bro. one shot, yeah, was yeah, amazing. Uh, and there's like, and what I love most, it's my favorite movie. Goodfellas is my, I have the opening line tattooed on my body nice. as far back as I can remember. Um, so. <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm right here. Yeah, I'm. You're the, not, do you like it as much as I do? Then get a tattoo. What I love about Goodfellas is it is such a great movie. It's a perfect movie with mistakes. Like it's definitely Martin Scorsese's masterpiece. But I always tell people like it's not perfect. In that scene in particular, um, if you like rewatch it again, twice does Ray Liotta like bump into something on accident, and at one point he like almost slips in because they're going through like a real kitchen. Mm-hmm. So there are mistakes mm. in this movie um, that is so perfectly and like well but, done but that scene in particular if you're talking about that i remember him bumping into like a, a couple chefs and shit yeah it, it makes it a lot more realistic it's you know because like you're not a gonna fitting area yeah yeah it's a like, tight, i mean it, it's crazy man that that's a great man i love that, that movie's movie. a classic and he looked like a ball like a baller bringing in his date yeah. Right? His future wife. Like, hey. And fucking throwing 20s at everybody. The doorman, some random dude, the dude. The dude eating bro, a sandwich. Did... He hands it to one dude just standing there eating a sandwich. I'm yes. surprised he didn't throw 20 to the dude who was that who was um who was making out with the chick or just trying to game up that uh, chick. Mm-hmm. Like here, $20. I remember on... that. Yes. Yeah, man. Gives the mater D a hundred and then they make put a table for him in front of the front fucking row. Boss, dude. That and the then they, they give them they give them champagne compliments of the other bosses. Oh my god! Cheers those, to those that are, man. Cheers like, to good. Fellas. You know what's funny though is like those are just his friends. That'd be like if I walked into a bar with my girlfriend and you saw me and you'd be like, send him a bottle of champagne just to like really make me seem cool. Yeah. Because that's what it was when you fu- watch the rest of the movie, figure out who those guys are. Those aren't even bosses. Those are just kind of like asshole guys who work with yeah, with yeah, Henry yeah. Hill. Mm-hmm. But those were the bosses back then, back in that time, though. They were capos, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what a, what a good movie. I think this is a good opportunity to finally introduce our guest here. Baddies, this is a new voice. He's uh the he's here for the very first time and we're very excited to have him here as a guest ladies Thank and gentlemen you. baddies of all ages please make some noise for wally Hippolito. thank you thank you appreciate that appreciate uh you got to be 20 and up 21 and up actually sorry baddies <laughs> i don't do that r kelly shit you know what i mean good good to know good to know so uh stand-up comedian uh we've Thank actually you. met you comedian. sitting down lay down comedian <laughs> that's later on 75 cents a day <laughs> See, this guy's on it come on come on come on plus head. you promised me head uh, it we'll get it somewhere or a hand jibber it was a hand damn i tried to i tried to finesse Did you call that it a hand jibber <laughs> a hand jibber i've never heard of it called as a hand jibber yeah you know, you know pardon hand jibber from my hand? Hand jibber sounds Make like a tool that, that, that a lumberjack uses. It's, uh, I can imagine don't that. Don't give me that hand jibber, son. <laughs> Where <laughs> they don't actually know the name of the tool. <laughs> the hand jibber give me jigger. Is this it? No, that's a wrench. Is this it? No. The hand <laughs> the, the jibber. The fucking hand Just jibber. Just grab you the mother, hand jibber. God damn it, I why, hate these why kids. Why am I like a fake Italian now? <laughs> I gotta do that. We all are. <laughs> imagine actually having sexy time and saying like, okay, can you... Can I've you, said that. To a girl that you've hooked up with, really? Of course. Give me a hand jibber? I mean, like, babe, please come give me a hand jibber. What? That's too cute. And she was like, let me finish my chicken nuggies. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, uh, do you have barbecue sauce with that? I'm like, nah, bitch, but I got honey mustard. It's cool. <laughs> I think it's just a little too. It's cute. It's too cute. Like, that's something to make her laugh before it happens, exactly. but like, not in the moment. But like, it doesn't have to be in the moment. You do it before and be like, oh my God, you're so cute. Whip your dick out now. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Like my girl's just like That's straight to the point. That's what you say to your girl. What? <laughs> Whip your dick out. <laughs> yeah, don't you? 
Yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I say that's all my girls. Are you, would you say that you're uh, pretty smooth? Um, On the level of peanut butter. Oh, shit. Almond, you skip, you almond skip butter. Your, your almond I like butter. almond butter. Oh, you're healthy. That's like inherently almond. pretty chunky, though. I'm not smooth then. Mm, I'm, mm. I'm just saying, is this, you know? Hey, you, you ask and I, and I deliver. But uh, as far as smoothness goes, I don't know, man. I just like to, honestly, I just like to talk to people. I've always, I've always been a talker. Yeah. And uh, I like talking to women, man. I'm a hardened womanizer. Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> nice, kidding. Nice. Kind of. Um, <laughs> nah, but, you know, I just like talking to different types of people and, you know, women in particular. Um, you know, I like having great conversation. If she can hold a conversation, then I don't know if it's smooth or not. But if we talk, then it's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, would you say it... Can you teach us? <laughs> Can you teach Y'all me? Y'all smooth. Man, you got a girlfriend. <laughs> I know. You, Alex. I have, um, a, I have a lady as well, yes, I think. Yeah, I, think uh, she's, lucky, I think she's stuck with Lucky me for now. him. Yeah. Uh, lucky for him. Yeah. Um, hey. But yeah, she man. She can't go anywhere now. Got her in lock. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I think we've... I've, I'm, I'm feeling like a get out type of vibe from you right now. Like, you leave... No, the, no, 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 no. Okay. She's at home watching a movie. In, in her cage <laughs> let her out it's a kitchen don't be a jerk <laughs> well being in a relationship my thing is uh since i've been i've been with uh melissa who you met earlier for almost eight years now eight years oh, in march shit. so um i don't even know what my game is like right now because oh, like man. it's just it's just all her all my all of my flirtatiousness if it even exists is just with her but that's a, that's a so dream you, you could say hand jibber i could definitely say hand. i can you say gotta bust that out bro you gotta bust that out Tomorrow, can later I have on a tonight? mouth jibber and a hand uh, jibber? Oh, wait, chill, oh, chill. Oh, mouth that? jibber sounds mouth like jibber a disease. A little... <laughs> mouth <laughs> jibber sounds like a disease. Hey, did you see Clarence? He's got mouth jibber. He's got mouth jibber. He went to the doctors and he said he only has like four days left. It's like you a casual way of saying you know gingivitis. Who mouth jibbers? Who? Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, did you get a drink from Sandra? Yeah, she got the mouth jibber. You might want to get that checked. You got the hand jibbers now. Also, yeah. no Ms. mouth jibbers. Mr. Strange, the... PE teacher also has mouth jibbers. Oh, that's fuck. <laughs> Damn, they're just giving it all to each other from middle school. <laughs> that's trash. That's trash. Um, I, do you remember when like cooties were a thing too? Oh yeah, for like, sure. Did you guys did you guys subscribe to that? I didn't. I mean, subscribe. Uh, I didn't. Cooties, put it, are, I didn't cooties are herpes, right? <laughs> <laughs> cooties are herpes. Like, there's no herpes. way that it's not. It's, I wish it's I, herpes or gonorrhea. Okay, well then I regret what <laughs> I was about down. to say. I was gonna say I wished I got cooties because that meant that you were cool enough to hang out with girls. I wanted to be, be like, I got the cooties, and people like, whoa, nice. I was hanging out with girls in elementary school, but I think they're hanging out with me as their straight gay friend. You know, like oh, we have no. Interest in you at all, but you're gonna fill in for our, you know, because we haven't found that gay guy yet who's funny and because no like one's come out in elementary school, you know. Oh, you, kids, you, you went, kids, hey, you went to, went to a different middle school that or middle school, yeah. Y'all went to a different elementary school. There's a bunch of gay motherfuckers in the city who came out, and you know, they're out like this. This kid I know named uh Luke, he fucking um, he was out. Out, out. He would do the splits. He would like talk like this and say nice. fabulous. And I'm like, bro, we're in fifth grade, man. You already know. And he was Filipino, of course. And, and that that was the nail in the coffin, honestly, because I thought this whole that whole time he was Chinese. So really? I was like, yeah, you're not gay because your parents would shame you. But when I found out, oh, you're Filipino. Yeah, you're gay. You're definitely it's, gay, bro. Isn't it odd because <clears throat> Filipinos, we are. We're born. Alex, like, no, we don't know. We're, I don't know, no, buddy. Don't, don't, don't let me into that. <laughs> we're raised uh, Catholic. Uh, were you raised Catholic, or like um, of Christian descent? 
Kinda. I Jewish? mean, it was a little bit loose. Mm-hmm. My family. Baptist then? What does that mean? Uh, fucking Presbyterian. I don't know. Oh. But no, 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 no. I'm just fucking with you. Um, <laughs> so a heathen then is what you're saying. I don't know. My family wasn't super religious, but we would go to fucking mass on Christmas and on Easter. Like One of those Catholics. Do, that yeah. was our penance for the year. It was like, okay, every six months it's fine. Like a dentist checkup, you know? Right. Like, hey, what's up, God? Like, I'm here. All right, we're All good. Right, peace. I'm going to see you next time. Schedule me that appointment, you know? Yeah. I feel like a lot, see of, on Easter. Yeah. a lot of families do that. They do like Christmas and Easter. That's about it, right? <laughs> it's the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And so, like with Filipinos, my, well, my family they are still pretty hardcore Catholic. No shit. Um, and a lot of Filipinos are. And so, if if you, I think it's interesting because if you grow up, if you're gay when you're young, it, it's hard to come out because yeah. of Catholicism. But also, if you've seen uh, Filipino media, like my mom watches a lot of TFC and a lot of the successful actors and comedians and uh, hosts and personalities, yeah. they are gay. And so. Nice. Uh, it's. It, I, I'm pretty sure it can be confusing for like a Filipino adolescent who is uh, wanting to come out. Like, well, what do I do, right? Well, it's so interesting because back in the '90s, right? Like, my, I have cousins who are gay, and nice. it's interesting because you, it's, it's very prominent. Like, you know, I know you're gay. I know you're gay. Like you, but you, like you said, you just can't come out. But it's like inherent. My godfather is gay, mm-hmm. and apparently. I kind of know knew he was gay went from when I was a kid because he was always fucking angry all the time. Like he would get mad at me for the littlest shit. Like he would drop me off to school. I was like four years old, and he would tell me like, "Hey, like give me the directions on how to go." Be like left, right. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm I just I, I don't even know. <laughs> like I'm just learning how to not shit my pants, like bro. And he'd be like, "Why the fuck do you not know? Is are you fucking stupid?" I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro, like. Whoa. Chill. Had he not but come out he, yet? But Is no, no, he hadn't. And then he came out and then he started to lighten up. He he looked a lot and felt a lot lighter. And I was like, oh, you were just gay the entire time, bro. Like, he good was just for holding you, it in. Yeah, he like. Yeah, he was suppressing it, man. It has to be frustrating. Change? Like, did he go from being like an angry person to like an open. It, you know what? He was like that funny gay. He was like that funny gay uncle. Nice. That's really all it became. And he, he was still kind of a hard ass, but he was mean in a cool way. Okay. You know? Or it was like funny to yeah, where it was yeah. funny he, he was fucking around yeah but like before that he was just all bottled up and mad and i was like bro because i can't imagine having to suppress like society it, it makes it difficult to be yourself obviously like nowadays uh, there's a lot of like identity crisis sure. and like a, a lot of uh rights going in that direction it's like it's some weird shit going on out there man like people i think kids are like being almost being forced to become like gay in a way i it's it's inherently being put on them and it's it's interesting it's an interesting time because liberal parents are like forcing it on them almost to kind of use them as a flag like here we're uh we're fucking we're we're with it we're with it like (laughs) our our kid is gay we're gonna change him and you know inherently you can't you a kid doesn't know what they don't know right so if you're putting that shit on them like of course they're gonna think that way like oh my parents are gonna it's like us like we have to be good boys and girls and like you know get good jobs but with them it's like a psychological manner where you have to you know i have to please my parents by almost like inherently being gay you know or you know lesbian or fucking Other. being trans trans or whatever it's it's kind of crazy out there and i'm seeing that with a lot of millennial type of parents yeah 
have have you seen Dave Chappelle's latest uh yeah, of special? Course, of course. Of course. And like it's getting a lot of controversy, especially I think they, they took it off Netflix. Did they take it off? No, I thought there was they, a deal. They folded? I think they did. I think it's not up there currently right now. Well, no, I thought shit, there was a I just deal saw it yesterday. Uh, okay then. Or maybe like a couple days ago, like yeah, two or three days ago. I think it was like this week they took it off. It's getting that much flat. Damn. Uh, so, yeah, so, on it. So he wants to do like a 10, a 10 city tour of doing it live. Yeah, he's going to be in the city next week. I'm, I'm trying to get a ticket to that. How man. much are tickets to that? They yeah. must be. Uh, no, mine is still on it. Okay. Uh, yeah, we can cut that be, part out where I sound be, stupid. He's doing, a show, he's doing a showing of like something called Untitled, and then he's going to perform. And apparently, he's going to bring some friends too. So I'm like. Imagine that lineup. Yeah, That's going to be a dope lineup. Fuck yeah. And it's at Chase. Oh, it's just right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he's gonna have it in the city on the on uh, November fourth. Wow, yeah, man, man. We gotta hit that up, bro. Uh, but with that special, it's getting a lot of flack because of what he does say about the LGBTQ community. Yeah. However, he emphasizes it like toward the end of just like it's. Uh, he's not taking jabs. He's just frustrated that about uh, where the black community is and how come it's not getting as much of a. Uh, expedited yeah. Uh, yeah. progression for rights as well, well as well, the whole thing is the whole thing is he's not attacking that community right he's particularly attacking white people yes like yeah. so he says throughout the whole special like yo i'm not attacking you guys i'm attacking white people like why are white why is it all of a sudden white people get into this community and you know they they change the trans or they come out as gay or whatever and then all of a sudden their rights come up Mm-hmm. Like they're they're making the come up. It's kind of crazy, man. And I think one of the three lines that people are missing is all of his jokes are about him because he's like, remember, I'm the transphobe. Remember, I'm the one that everyone hates. Yeah. So like at the end of the day, he's not really making fun of anybody but himself. Mm-hmm. He's using himself as like a backboard. I think a lot of people who listen to those jokes or listen to his special don't hear the words right. They just hear the inflammatory and then they see the laughter yeah. and think that you know they take it personal because. They think I mean, it's, but it's not about you. It's it's a fucking comedian. It's yeah. a clickbait world now that we live in, right? So you're gonna you're gonna you a lot of people aren't gonna watch it. So they're going to um read about so it. So they're just gonna read about it and or see like the twenty second clip and just get pissed off of that. And then like you gotta re- watch it in context. That's why did you guys see the recent video that came out of him talking about the about the special? No. So they were so he was saying like, yo, if you're gonna come to my show or if we're gonna talk, you gotta you you gotta watch the whole thing from beginning sure. to end and then we can fucking talk. And that's how how it's supposed to be. Like you gotta judge me by my whole body of work, not one little moment that happened. Yeah. Like uh for example, you guys remember that fucking that comedian that was going in on fucking Chinese people and Asian people? It was uh, Shane Gillis. Oh, Sha- uh, no, Richard no, Dixon. it wasn't Shane Gillis. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which which uh, white comedian? Fuck, I forget his name. Tony Hinchcliffe. Oh, okay. You remember that? Um, it, it happened too long. It happened a couple months ago. Like this Chinese dude who happened to be his opener Woof. was um was filming him and he was just going in on Chinese people like calling him gooks and all that. You know, all was that this during a set or was this yeah, during I his podcast? Like- it was a, it was during a set. Okay, but what didn't ha- what what didn't get recorded was this Asian dude opened up for Tony. And he was going in on white people like everybody does. So he was fucking going in. So like inherently, if you're Tony, you're going to come on and kind of just bring that same energy. Right. But people only saw that clip. But if you talk to people who went to that show or, you know, people who recorded the whole show, like that Chinese character, that Asian dude 
went in and he honestly just used it to propel his career but it fucked him up because now i hear that he's he's not getting any work and it's like dude you kind of fucked yourself because you fucked with tony hinchcliffe who's pretty big name in the comedy community you know yeah definitely i think right now what everybody is trying to do is they're trying to win like the the battle trying to be like the 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 hero right man but by doing that they're like they're choosing the wrong side and then if it like I lost what I was going to say. Well, I mean, I, I get what you're saying because we are living in a day and age where it is cool to be woke, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Where it's good to be ultra sensitive for people. It's good to be secondhand offended no, you, you for have, people that you, are outside of your social group. You right? want to live in a, they're trying to live in a world where everybody just wants to be mad at each other. Yeah. And like it creates division, man. Like with the the whole thing with comedy is like people want to laugh. Like comedians, people think comedians are like stupid people are just jesters, right? But they have a good gauge on the world and how it fucking works. And they're essentially uh they're essentially journalists mm-hmm. in a way. Yes. They're reporting it to you in a very comedic and funny and a digestible way. But people just see it as, oh, this guy's just being a fucking asshole, like you're just being a douche. And it's like, no, dude, if you really listen to the context of what people are saying, mm-hmm. like you could actually learn something. The level of intellect that is required to be a good and effective comedian is no one knows about it because you're making observations. And not only are you just saying those observations to a group of people, uh, you have to make it palatable. And you also have to yeah. make it funny. Comedy is so hard, especially right now where the topical things to talk about can make these woke people sensitive. Yeah. Now, there is a level of wit and um, and also uh, a level of being able to walk on eggshells correctly to be able to take this information, yeah. put it up in a ball and feed it to people without offending them, but making them educate or be understood or like, and right. Yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. difficult task, man. People think you just go up there and fucking say Tell shit jokes. and everybody's going to laugh. It's like, no dude, you go through fucking hardships, man. <laughs> like I've only been doing comedy for like six, seven months and I can already feel like, Oh fuck. Like I can feel some of my jokes not working. I can feel shit, you know? And I'm like, fuck. How, what what's next after yeah you know if that makes sense but like, doesn't I'm, that make it exciting because we to give some of the listeners some context we met wally at an open mic in san francisco yeah. just like if we hadn't gone there and we were very close to not going that thursday but i'm very Shit. glad we did because like Hell we yeah. ran into you it's and now night. you're on our podcast dude yeah we had a good time yeah, yeah it was dope and be with that uh there is in doing stand-up comedy, there's like something about like getting these reps in. Yeah. You're saying like, yeah, it sucks like when a joke misses. But now it's a puzzle. Now it's a game. Like now you're trying to like tweak. You gotta what put your ten thousand hours in, bro. Yeah, That's dude. really all it is. And like listeners, baddies out there, go over to Wally's page and like look at his clips and like look at his IG stories because you're definitely putting into the work. You're going to all of these mics. You're doing as many shows as you can so that you could uh hone this uh new skill and talent yeah. that you found, man. Cause that's the way you got to do it. That that's really all it is, man. You you got to sh- iron sharpens iron at the end of the day, right? Exactly, so you got to like, if you're really serious about it and like you want to do it, like you got to get it done. And honestly, I get mad at myself because uh, I did I did an open mic when I was 18 years old and I bombed so fucking hard. But you're like 18, 19 years old, and like I was telling you guys, I played in college, and 
my ego was just so fucking big. I was like, man, I don't need this shit. Like, I'm funny. I, I'm fucking in college. I mm-hmm. play college basketball. Why, why do I need to even try comedy? But it was one of those situations where it was like, fuck, I, if I kept at it, like, who knows where I would have been at like 12 years later, you know, or even like four or five years ago when I was 25 when I didn't have shit to do. But the pandemic, you know, people talk about how the pandemic was all bad and all that shit. And, you know, it was as like a societal from a societal standpoint but for me dude it was it was a lot of good because i got to quit my job which fucking sucked brings a lot and, of clarity yeah and i got to like pursue and really think about like what do i want to do in my life like <clears throat> like i i'm a big like my like i said earlier my ego is big so i'm one of those people who, who are i, I want to leave my mark on the world sure. like i don't want to just be a fucking rock and you know no offense to anybody who wants that well yes offense to you too um <laughs> yeah but I, I want to leave my mark. I want to put my name in the cement. Yeah. And like, and I just fucking love comedy at the end of the day, man. I love making people laugh. I love laughing. And that's why I like going to open mics and shit and doing all these shows. It's not only me trying to like propel myself and get bigger or like get better. It's like I get to meet cool people like y'all and just be a part of this community, Thanks, man. He thinks we're cool. Wow, wow, yeah, we made cool it, folks. we made it in your book, dude. <laughs> I was thinking to myself as you were telling that about the first time that I did, like, stand-up comedy. And the first time I really put an effort into writing, like, a stand-up bit was, I must have been 16, and it was in high school, and I was in, a, like, a drama class. And our unit for that month or whatever was stand-up comedy. And Sick. so we had to write, like, a two-minute thing. And for whatever reason, I wrote one, and then I got to, like, host a show and so I got to like kind of play MC and I remember nice. doing it and like being okay and kind of riffing and making it work. But I remember kind of doing well. So always thinking that I could do it. I could have that in my back pocket. Yeah. A couple years go by where I didn't do it. And then I, I stopped, you know, acting as a whole, stopped doing everything. And then when, when I first went back to do like a couple of open mics and I bombed so hard, it was such a hard eye opening moment for me of like, oh yeah, I have to like start all over from from base a again yeah. and like so i think back of how i was is like if i if i would have just stayed on there on that track of where i could have been that part Who i kick myself huh? all the time because now i'm just like i have to, I, it's it's so it's so nervous yeah. it's a grind bro it's a fucking grind i think a lot of people don't realize that comedy is a fucking grind i didn't realize until mm-hmm. i got into the circuit i'm like oh shit no, you i gotta go to class you, you gotta make it work yeah. you gotta you know you gotta you gotta write, you gotta rewrite, you gotta try the joke out, you gotta drive to these mics, you yeah. gotta bomb. You gotta say the same thing a hundred times. And then like half ha- like half these comedians are like, oh, I fucking heard this shit. A lot of them aren't listening, so you're like talking to yourself basically on stage and wondering like, does this shit work? They make does you go up suck? with some dude um, like this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yo, for everybody who's listening right now, I met these two and they did a fucking emerged set which was one of the stupidest fucking things i've ever seen in my goddamn life bro they had one and mic, that was on two y- people they had one mic and they shared it back and f- back and forth yeah back the host forth. thought it was gonna was be like, a good idea dude what what dude he got fucking reamed out that night by the community i don't know if you guys are on like that facebook page but like he got fucking reamed out like he was like, those motherfuckers playing chess on the side. He's doing say, random that was shit. so weird. And he found weed in his chessboard and all that stuff. I found his driver's just... license. Oh, it was his driver's yeah. license. Oh shit! I found yeah. his driver's keep license. It? No, I gave it back to him at the end of the night. Man, that that's collateral, bro. You keep that <laughs> shit. You can sell that to somebody. That, I, you can make was, a pretty penny. I was gonna open up a bunch of credit cards. <laughs> 
You're giving him ideas. <laughs> good, good. I'm trying to feed. Good, good. I'm trying to feed it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, mm. I need a co-host. If he goes to jail for something, like I'm gonna. I got you, bro. I got you. All right. You heard that? He's gonna be your replacement. So this is a long con. Am I, am I getting got here? <laughs> this is a slow game right Wait here, baby. <laughs> Yo, but with that, like I remember on the way there, I I, I told you that we were this close to not coming. Yeah. I really forced myself to go, and then. Maybe half an hour before signups opened, I hit him up just out of the blue. I'm just like, yo, I'm going to go to this open mic. I know it's late, but if you want to come with me, you can come. And he said yes, and then that's why we got there. And then now that has that has revitalized my my hunger to nice. just hit these mics. I mean, Hell I haven't yeah. done much because I've just been swamped with work. But I told you after that. Um, the following week, I went to the the open mic here in Concord uh, at the office, and I, I I brought Melissa, I brought my brother, and I was telling them like I'm gonna bomb tonight. Like I hope you guys know, like I haven't, yeah, I don't do yeah. this, like, but I'm just really trying to like work on my shit. Well, this this is the thing. A comic told me that for every one good set you have, you're gonna bomb seven times. So I swear to God, seven. I so I keep a joke book, uh, a joke book, yeah, but I keep yeah. a notebook for after my sets to like kind of like break down and analyze and then I you know I go back and see like oh what I could have done better what I what I did wrong and try to improve in that way but honestly to keep up with your story I wasn't going to go that night either to Milk Bar um our, our mutual friend who I'm not going to think a pretty big comedian that yeah. we know yes. he um he I hit him up and I was like yo uh where your next shows at in the city so I met him that was actually the first time we met and hung out Oh, I just shit. hit him. I was like, "Yo, I'm a big fan because I seen him on some a certain person's Netflix special." Mm-hmm. Fuck, I, I feel like such a douche doing that, but <laughs> I seen him on a Netflix special, and I was like, "Yo, where where are your shows at? Like, I want to come watch you live." Yeah. And then we met, and then we went to Milk Bar, and then you know, y'all know each other, and I was like, "Yo, it's fucking dope, man!" Like the communities, the communities uh, expanding, which is pretty tight. It's it's cool. it's there if you look for it. Yeah. When I told people before, like, hey, I'm going to start uh, going to open mics, and they say, like, isn't that terrifying to do uh, to do stand-up comedy in front of other comics? Yeah. And yes and no, because yes, because they're doing the same shit, and so they're a little more critical. It's like being like a, a musician and playing in front of a jazz musician, right? Mm-hmm. But also there is that level of understanding and a sense of camaraderie that everyone has for each other at an open mic because yeah. we also we get it we know how tough it is dude i fucking sorry i gotta take my keys out oh my you're good ass. dude um <laughs> you just now getting comfortable you've been here for an hour and a half dude i was like oh man this and you know these I, you know i got a fat ass bro like i don't know if these big keys donk. Are, yeah exactly no. he has a big ego <laughs> but i didn't I, I fucking hate performing in front of other comedians. Hmm. I truly do. Like these open open mics are great. I love it, like I said, but I hate performing in front of other comedians. I would honestly rather bomb my jokes in front of like crowds mm. because I like I like riffing with the crowd. So if I do fuck up on joke, I'm like, all right, I'll trash that, and I'll just start riffing and fucking with the crowd. Yeah. And with other comics, like I said earlier, it's so like. Nobody pays attention, so like you don't get that repartee. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck. I get really self conscious, and I start to think and stay in my head a little bit instead of trying to like power through the joke and do the like, setup. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly you're up. like, the setup's a waste of time. I should just get to the punchline. Exactly, exactly. So like in that sense, I fucking hate 
I, I hate performing in front of other comics. Yeah, we should all just quit. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, fuck stop. stop. Yeah. No, yeah. we're going to be plumbers. Plumbers. Comic world. Let's go be plumbers. Let's just be accountants or <laughs> something. Yeah, no, no, be a fucking nurse, you dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you'll be a Jabberwocky. <laughs> Dude, roll, roll I mean, some lumpia, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But at that open mic, it clicked with me. Like, I had only bombed at open mics that I'd gone to. I've been to like maybe less than 10 at this point. And at that first one, it finally clicked because I was like, oh, I get it. Like they laughed at this and like now my brain automatically like clung on to like, how did you say that? What were the, what was the pairing of words that you had there? Like, mm-hmm. oh shit, this is just like a math, like a math yeah. equation, just like trial and error. Do, do, you, do, you guys get a, do you guys get a rush when you're on stage? Are you, are you guys nervous? Like what is it with you guys? Hell yeah. Dude. I mean, like, we told you prior to recording that our background is not in stand-up comedy, yeah, 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 but it yeah. is in improv. And we've been doing it together since high school. Improv. Yeah, oh, improv, shit. dude. And uh, I went to school with black kids, so nice. there no was improv. no improv. <laughs> improv was like, if you see a gun, run. <laughs> <laughs> That's that my improv defense. right there. <laughs> run away. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I know that there is something that is irreplaceable when you're on stage. And you say something funny, and the crowd and the the crowd just roars with laughter. It's yeah. the same feeling of like making two people in the same room as you laugh from like a joke, but just, uh, just it's crack. It's it's crack Dude, compared to I've, that. I've never done crack before, and I always say this: like being on stage is like crack to me. It's addictive. Like, I fucking sure. love it. You get addicted to that shit, like the laughs, the silence, just being up there. And I think it stems from me. When I stop playing sports, you when you stop playing sports, you kind of lose that sh- shit about yourself, right? Because you're in the bright lights and like all eyes are on you essentially. And for a couple of years, I had lost that. I kind of lo- I didn't lose my way, but it's like, fuck, there's no stage anymore. Mm-hmm. And being up on that stage is like, oh my god, my endorphins, like everything, just like exhilarates me. It's and fucking it, crazy, especially with sports where that's like a physical activity. You're not gonna have that forever. You could hurt yourself. You could just like age out and just like get old, right? Yeah. But like, no one can take your sense of humor from you. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's yeah. gonna stay with you forever and ever. Amen. And like, <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out yeah. atheism, bro. <laughs> you an atheist? No, fuck no. <laughs> fuck Tom Cruise, dude. I, I think oh, he's athe- a Scientologist. Oh, Scientology. It's the same thing, isn't it? No, no. very different. Oh, very shit. different. Well, the statement stands, fuck Tom Cruise. <laughs> Dude, I great I, movies. Yeah, I, I think um I think if your main guy is Tom Cruise, your your like religion isn't that great. Oh. You know, if he's your if he's the head of your religion. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, you gotta have somebody better to woo me. You know, you gotta have like a like a Brad Pitt or a fucking Margot Robbie. I'll Make, take a Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman? <laughs> if uh, he was the head of like a religion and like the way he speaks and he were to preach, I'd be like, let me let me see what you gotta talk about. <laughs> but that's so typical though. He has, <laughs> you already you already kinda know what what uh, what what religion he is. You know, that motherfucker's God, bro. He was God in uh, Bruce God. Almighty. Yeah, exactly. So you gotta you gotta give me like twenty one Savage or something. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of religion is he running? Hey, you knife religion. Skimmers, I don't know. We're doing, we'll we doing that right here. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind meeting like the David Duchovny 
God, just like a semi-drunk kind of like stepdad kind of God. That would be a fun one. Oh, an extremely, extremely flawed God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, you're coming in today? Mm. I didn't realize it was Tuesday already. Okay, we'll take you in. All right, well, I got to go meet a guy at a bar, so stay in the car. Man, uh, I, I grew up, like I said, I grew up Catholic, if we're on the topic of religion. and. Nice. Uh, so I'm also like a, I'm a man of science. I, I went to school for like biochemistry. And so like, uh, I almost quickly like lost because it's organized religion is just, I think is scary. Explain. <laughs> because there, it's like a, a set of rules that you have to abide by specifically Catholicism. Like yeah. if you do this, that's a venial sin. And if you get this many venial sins, this this many years in purgatory, if you do one mortal sin, if you have sex before marriage, oh, oh you're fucked. Dude, you're going to burn in hell. I just can't believe that they had me doing like 12 of these fucking, of the same prayer. And then some dude tells you, hey, if you do these 12 prayers, you kneel down, You'll be all right. you will be forgiven. You'll be fine. And I'm like, fuck off, bro. I, w- I remember because I went to private school, I would just sit, lay there and sit there because I was always tired during school. I'd fall asleep. And the nun would fucking hit my wrist. Whoa. And I'm like, you fucking bitch. They would actually... Yeah, it was like some 1980s shit. I mean, I was born in the 90s, but I was mm-hmm. like, Jesus Christ, bro. I, I thought child <laughs> labor laws were like illegal, bro. Like, I thought that was like... Wait, where did you grow up? In, in the city? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I went to school in Daly City. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, basically yeah. the Philippines. Basically the Philippines. <laughs> Mini Philippines. Yeah. So it was, you know, a lot of hard Catholicism yeah, shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they thought... Dude, they thought I was the devil's child. I was a fucking... I was a wild kid, man. Uh-huh. Like, if you've heard the shit I say, I was wilder than that. Like, Whoa. I was asking girls for lap dances, like, in second grade. That's baller. <laughs> I, I think I would have asked you, like, how do you do it? And what's a lap dance? Dude, I got, in, I got suspended. <laughs> I got sus- I remember getting suspended because I made this little girl cry. Um, I was in second grade. I was in second grade. And it was my classmate, and I was like, I walked up to her, I was like, yo, give me a lap dance. Mm-hmm. And then she, she didn't know what it was. And but you she, knew exactly what a lap dance was no, at the time? I you was were just, just saying, saying that. shit. And she fucking cried. And then the teacher, she told on the teacher, this bitch, this little bitch's <laughs> sister came. And then she was like, do you know what a lap dance is? And I was like, no. And she's like, well, it's not a good thing. <laughs> it's not a good thing. Da-da-da. And then I got fucking suspended for like two days. And I was like, man, that's fucked up. But I also thought to myself, I was like, shit, I just got a PlayStation. I might be cool for a couple of days. Oh, you're going to be chilling. <laughs> yeah. Wait, break down for me what second grade Wally really thought a lap dance was. Because I'm curious as to like what your mind was like. stand on your thighs. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I just remember hearing the word and I was like, I was like, yeah, that sounds like a cool word to say at school. Lab dance. Lab dance. Fuck yeah. And you want to give me a lab dance? Yeah, it sounded like some smooth shit to say. And I wasn't even thinking about like, oh, I'm trying to get laid. I'm fucking second grade. I don't even know what jerking off is yet. I just thought of saying lab dance and nobody knew what it was. And I guess this girl, I don't know. Maybe I triggered this girl into some like, Maybe something was going on in the house, girl, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. maybe a little weird uncle or some shit, and I triggered her, but I was, I don't know. I didn't know what a lap dance was in second grade. I just knew I wanted to say the word really badly. Wow, you must have been a confident child to just really, like, well, I mean, as kids. I, I, am, I am aghast. <laughs> <laughs> I am at a loss. Crazy. I am at a loss for words, honestly. I was, like, really trying 
to rack my brain to, to I haven't uh, wow that's some South Park shit <laughs> like that's a scene Dude, from growing South Park growing up in the city you do some you learn some weird shit bro you wa- learn some weird shit you grow up fast in the city man mm-hmm. you grow up fucking quick I grew up there. in uh in Pittsburgh uh, California so Say like right. at the Pittsburgh. I, Pittsburgh let me break it down for you a bit when I first moved to Benicia everyone thought I was from the Philippines they thought I had a slight accent you know you, you kind of have that look I'm not gonna lie to you bro <laughs> I, I, like I look from the Philippines like you look like my 40 year old uncle who came as an engineer and like he worked in Saudi Arabia for a little bit you look like an OFW bro <laughs> he, went to, he went to MIT but it was the Milan Institute of Technology <laughs> there was about three insults and two compliments in the thing that you just said to me 40 year old uncle that's also an engineer and worked in Saudi Arabia yeah you're my so he's got money. yeah okay yeah <laughs> Um, Tito well, Chris, did you come back from Saudi Arabia? It's pretty good. Saudi, Saudi, did you bring me snacks? Did <laughs> you, you speak bring Tagalog? me the snacks? I used to. I'm trying to learn it again, but Mahal I just don't kita. have the time. Yeah, he knows Mahal Kita. Teach Alex some Tagalog. I love you. I love you. That's English. Oh. <laughs> I thought I was so good at it that I like understood it. Uh, say Mahal Kita. Mahal Kita. There you go. Mami, gutom na ako. Mali kung ten. Mami. Mami. Gutom. Gutom. Ako. Ako. Yes. I'm hungry. Mom, I'm hungry. How do you say where's the bathroom? Oh, you guys don't have bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. I understand the language like fully, but it just sounds fucking weird with me. You know, when you, when you in when you get these this like a uh, very I'm told I have like a California ass accent. Like when I go to An like ass accent. Ass accent. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, an ass accent. And when I like travel to like other spots, they're like, you're from California, huh? I'm like, fuck off. (laughs) Do you use like all the slang like in our area? You use this because you say hella. Hella. uh, uh, What else do we say? I don't know. Like, you got me fucked up. You got me fucked up. Scoobity bop. (laughs) Do you say like, (laughs) you jive turkey. uh, (laughs) Jive (laughs) jive turkey. Um, I've been trying to be more in tune with my culture, which I think is like backwards from what I used to be when I first moved here because I was trying to get far away from the Filipino culture because everyone thought I was from the Philippines. Well, it was a little, I mean, back then it was a little bit, it was considered like a little embarrassing, right? Yeah, in a way, I'm not gonna lie. Like me too, I I kind of I kind of resisted it Hashtag early in my days. But now you, now I mean, I'm I'm proud to be Filipino. I just don't like the corny shit, bro. Like there's a lot of corny Filipino shit to me. Yeah, yes, I agree. I like I'm 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 now like proud. karaoke bars. No, karaoke's that's not cool. That's Karyo- karaoke's right. He's just trying to trigger me. <laughs> no, I wasn't trying to trigger you. I knew that would be your response. I just wanted to see what his response would be. Where he was, was on the karaoke yeah, spectrum. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> cheesy, but it's not corny. It's, it's when, I'm coming around to it. You saw me do it the, on your birthday. Yeah, yes, yes. You're actually saying good Dude, job. I, I used to live in Hawaii, right? And fucking the thing there. I mean, everybody's like a fucking moke. So, you guys know what a moke no, is? What's a moke it's is? like a very indigenous fucking. You ever hear? People who are like, oh, the Kaimbra. Oh, you want scrap? Uh-huh. Like, you ever, you guys ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. You yeah, guys yeah. ever heard people talk like that? That's okay. a moke. Okay, gotcha. Like, they speak pigeon and they're just like hella Hawaiian. They wear, they wear slippers to weddings and shit like that. Mm. So, I mean, I hung out with a lot of these uh, knuckle draggers and fucking. Um, <laughs> type of dragon. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. And um, yeah, we used to go out a lot and we used to like go to karaoke bars. This is shit over there because. Uh, it's a it's big in the culture, and you know you could be, it's BYOB, which was dope. So you pay for an hour, like twenty bucks for an hour. You can get fucked up for like two or three hours. You bring hella bottles. It's a good ass time, man. Wow, 
Man, so how long did you live in Hawaii for? Like two years. Okay. When was that? Uh, like 2015, 2014 to 2016, 2017. What was it like for? Um, so I had actually just torn my knee up. I graduated college and I just I just needed a change of scenery for a while mm-hmm. and I wanted to become um I wanted to get into culinary arts I wanted I, I became a chef for a little bit nice and I yeah like I said I just wanted to get out of town and like see something new for a while mm-hmm. and um yeah Hawaii was fucking amazing man I fucking love it out there what part of Hawaii did you live in Oahu wow yeah yeah I lived for like um. I lived in Honolulu. Like, are you guys familiar with like the area? I've heard these yeah. words before. <laughs> I lived in this park called Makiki, and bless you, um, Gazuntite. Um, I didn't know it was in the p- part of Chinatown. I didn't know it was the ghetto. People would always ask me like, "Yo, where do you live?" And they would drop me off. They're like, "Oh, you live in the ghetto." But Damn. I would think to myself like, "We're on a fucking island, you dickhead!" Like, how ghetto can it be- get? But I came back a couple years ago, or like last year before the pandemic, and I looked around. I drove around. It's pretty rough out here. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, shit. There is some crazy shit going on out here. Like, I would take the bus everywhere, and there was this bus station that I drove by, and like, there were like hella crackheads and shit, and I seen a dude with a big-ass machete, and I was like, fuck, I would walk these streets at night? Crackheads with machetes? (laughs) No, no. They're they're explicit. They're separate. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And there's men with machetes. Men with machetes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's meth heads, too. Don't forget about that. They're they're sleepy people. You know? It's a heroin addict. (laughs) Damn, dude. What's what's like the craziest story that you have from the ghetto of uh, Hawaii? The ghetto of Hawaii? That's the thing. I don't have any. That's why I never just avoided it all. I don't know if I avoided it or whatever, but I was really like laissez-faire about it. like y'all are fucking stupid. There's no ghetto. We live we live on beaches over here. Yeah, and that was my arrogance. I was like, yeah, you. It's gorgeous here. This stupid. is a vacation yeah. spot. What yeah. are you about? Right. I mean, if you don't think about it, then yeah, yeah, exactly. But I would see like crackheads and meth heads and you know ice addicts under the bridge where I would be hooping, and I wouldn't pay it pay it no mind because I ca- I came from SF right where. That's like every day for me. I see needles and shit. I'm just chilling. I'm like, this ain't so bad. They're in slippers. What the fuck are they going to do? They can't run up on me. And if they do, I can hear them just... (laughs) Smacking the back of their heels. I'm like, I got you, bitch. (laughs) Oh, you guys heard you from a mile away. Yeah, yeah, Should have ran barefoot. So I never tripped about it. Plus, I was around a lot of army folks. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, you know, you guys will protect me. I don't feel like protecting myself right now. (laughs) What made you come back? Uh, Island fever. A what? An airplane. Oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> you guys take planes? Oh, I fucking <laughs> swam here, bro. <laughs> oh, I was going to say canoe. <laughs> but no, well, swimming, I, that's crazy. I swam and then halfway they had like a, you know, rest stop. He, he had a where you can board. rent board. Um, you can rent um, tires. You can rent big tires and then you just boat it all the way there. Like Cubans. Oh, man. You know? You've lived such a crazy it's pretty, life. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> Got here with the tire. Dad, it. tell me more about how you met my <laughs> Yeah, so you you came back, and then uh, what happened from there? Uh, I was a chef for a while. I was a sous chef. Um, I was honestly living like a fucking rock star life. I was living a rock star life. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but chefs, if you live, if you listen to like watch Kim, Kitchen Confidential by like Anthony Bourdain or read it mm-hmm. or like watch any of his shit, like you could see he's the remnants of like a rock star lifestyle. Like it was a lot of like drugs, alcohol, women, just cooking. Cause you're like, cause you're working 16 hour days and you're on your feet all the time. And afterwards, it's like one, two o'clock, you're tired. You're only going to kick it with your brigade. What are you going to do? You're going to go to a, your local bar and drink and you see some women. You're going to do some some drugs and you just, it becomes a cycle. I would, I would get out at like one or two. 
I would hang out with my brigade. We'd party to like four or five. I'd have to be in the office. I'd have to be back in the kitchen because I was sous chef. I had to be back in at like nine, 10, and then do it all over again. And my body just started to break down, man. I couldn't do it no more. Mm -hmm. But it was fucking crazy, dude. Well, Alejandro used to work in uh, the food industry, and so did his brother. I was a bartender for a long time. Nice, nice. So you you have regulars, straight regulars, right? Yeah. It's the same thing that you guys do, except my feet are wet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys deal with a lot more assholes. Like, the yeah. assholes I dealt with, they, they're not going to say shit to me. What am I going to do? I'm, I'm yeah. going to fire yeah. their asses. Or I'm going to flame them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We don't flame people. Yeah. Flame, like, literally. <laughs> like, literally, dude. I, dude, one of my chefs, I remember uh, back then, one of my chefs, it's very old school, uh, like, avant-garde type shit. Like, one of my chefs, he took a knife, he fucking put it over the flame, and he crisped us. He, like, he would, like, hit us. That's crazy. Some crazy shit, but it was just, like... It's just all you know. Man, you got Very smacked French. by nuns. <laughs> and you got crisped by other people in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, man. You hung out with uh, Hawaiian meth heads. <laughs> with machetes. <laughs> with machetes. You got know, here we took the bus tire. together. <laughs> Swam yeah. back to California. And, you know, with a tire. Mm-hmm. With, with a tire. tire. You can't with forget a huge that. Tire, the huge Michelin tire. I no. smell a modern forest gum. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you're attacking stand-up comedy, man. Hey, you know, I got a lot of I got a lot of fucked up stories to tell. I haven't told them all yet, but you know. They're Do you think it's out. necessary to have trauma in order to? Uh, not necessary. I'm sorry. Do you think it? <laughs> I'll traumatize you. It helps. <laughs> I, I'm about to whip my dick out right now. That might no! be a little traumatizing. I have so much material for my stand-up. <laughs> it's just writing dick over and over again. Dick, 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 you're like dick, Jonah dick. Hill and fucking super bad. <laughs> but it's the same size every time. You're just and he just colors it in brown. <laughs> it's like, fuck, it's fuck. the same dick that haunts me. <laughs> Whose dick is this? <laughs> but do you think yeah, uh, trauma helps a comedian? Uh. And let's say it's personally in your case, like in my case, um, I'll say it doesn't necessarily have to, mm-hmm. but I think it helps. Yeah, you know, but everybody has trauma, right? Whether it's like big trauma, like very traumatizing shit, like you know, being you know sexually harassed or you know, f- I don't want to f- like raped or whatever. Mm-hmm. It can be that, or it could be something as simple as like Sadie in second grade got me suspended. That fucking bitch. And um, mm-hmm. for she saying lap dance, that's your trauma. She should have given you a lap dance. Honestly, I think she made the mistake. We know where the problem no, is. No, if there. I was the yard duty that walked in on Just, that, you know, you guys want to hear some shit though. You later on went to a strip club and she was doing lap dances there. That would be so like poetic if like it came back around and just like Sadie. So I'm at the spe- the hey, peppermint rhino. Hey, hey, look at my face. Look at my face. Stop. Stop. Mm. Sadie's a stripper now. Her not her ne- real name's not Sadie, but I went to L.A. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, and I I happened to partake in a strip. I like strip clubs, you know they got good food. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's the one misconception about strip clubs is always about the girls. No, no, no I like the There's food. Actually, the good food, food, food is great. Go to Gold Club. I highly recommend. I hear the chicken there is fantastic. You gotta go. You gotta go for the prime rib special on like prime rib lunch specials. Amazing. Okay, I'm gonna take you over You don't want to go for the girls in the afternoon because those are like you know the D leaguers. Uh huh. Yeah, the girls who are there on Wednesday at noon are probably not the (laughs) ones who are killing it. Yeah, they're like the girls with like who are like 20 pounds overweight. You're like, hey, honey, you want a lap dance? Burns the cigarette in your face. It's like pudding coming out of her fucking g-string, and you're like, Jesus Christ, bro! I'm gonna pay you 20 bucks to get the fuck away from me. (laughs) I just want to eat my chicken. Yeah, just let me just let me get my wings. Anyway, what was going on with uh, the strip club in L.A.? Shady. Okay, so I walk in i look around i'm like okay this is a cool time and i didn't even notice i'm just dancing 
Or I'm down. <laughs> wow. What a twist. I, you're the stripper. You're the person there on Wednesdays. I mean. I'm my own bitch. But... You have pudding coming out of your G-string? <laughs> but I sit down and I'm enjoying myself, right? And I look, this girl's all the way up on a pole. It's like 20 feet high. Whoa. And I'm like, what the fuck? This girl's crazy. I look down. She comes, she's starting to come down. I'm going to give She's starting to come down. And I look and I'm like, why does this bitch look so familiar? I'm like, has she work at a strip club in the city? I'm like, nah. And and then she looks at me, she sees me, and she her eyes like psh, deer in a headlight, and I'm like, and I look to him like this fucking bitch. It was Sadie. It triggered me. It was fucking Sadie, and she ju- she jumps off stage later on. Her song finishes, and she's like, "Oh my god, Wally, it's good to see you." And I'm like, "You fucking bitch." She's like, "Please don't tell my mom." And I was like, "Yeah, we have a conversation." She's like, "Please don't tell mom." I'm like, "All right, all Did right." Did she think you and her mom talk? Regularly, so I FaceTime her fucking mom and said, "Look oh my at God. this bitch." Now it's fine. Now oh, it's fine. I was gonna that say, part's like, bullshit. That part's wild. bullshit. But Sadie is doing. Sadie is stripping in L.A. and I'm so fucking pissed because that might have been the trigger for her. She's like, "Sec, lap dance." Let me let me read this in the um the dictionary because we didn't have ass G's or any any of that shit in '97. Uh-huh. And I, I might have boosted her career up. Dude. So she might owe me actually. She owes me reparations. You're right. That is like poetic. It's it's a it's a bow. The fact that you hit it on the fucking nail and Sadie. Oh man, I'm so curious. And I know you don't want to like disclose. Can you tell us her stripper name at least? Sadie. Sadie. Or, oh, Sadie is the stripper name. Sadie. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm gonna be respectful at of least. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Don't disclose <laughs> her actual VA, name. VA. VA is her initials. Look up second grade. Oh, no, I'm <laughs> no, I was fine. I don't think I'm that desperate to find out who the, this girl is. But, but I am. <laughs> please tell me, did you ask her for a lap dance? No, she gave me a free lap dance. Free? She gave me She's a free like, lap dance. This is 20 she, years too late. She owes me, bro. She owes me. I can tell you what you missed in those two days. <laughs> she was like, I grew a lot since second grade. I'm like, <laughs> I should hope so. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I hope so. But she was still as dumb as she was in second grade. Holy That's shit. Point. That's the unfortunate part. Uh, she was a little retarded. Uh, <laughs> now I'm playing. <laughs> she was like, whoa, 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 lee, 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 lee. God damn, dude. <laughs> I told you once I start going, man. You go. It's good. It. It's good. You go. Man. Do you want to try and do an improv scene? Would you like to do an improv? Yeah. Scene so with? I did preface with you, you on did Instagram. Tell me that. That, you did tell me. Do that. you have a background in improv? Have you done improv before? No, no, I haven't. I just say a lot of random shit. Uh, that's half the battle. Yeah, that's really all it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, okay. You just yes and with us, and we'll do. Uh, yeah, we're gonna do an improv scene. It could be about anything. <clears throat> we usually just start from scratch. It could be from like a little joke that we talked about, like in uh, the podcast, but. Hell yeah. Yeah, let's do it, man. I'm down. I'm down. You All guys right. got to lead, though. You guys got to lead me a little bit. Like, oh. take me through. It's like, it's my first time, you know? Just be gentle. Oh, we got you. We'll be, be gentle. We'll be, be gentle. Just, gentle just, just you, tell man. me, like, yo, I, I won't put it all in. I'll, bl- I'll blow in your ear. <laughs> okay, Lance Stevenson. <laughs> Spitting it? <clears throat> all right, so we're going to do this thing here right now. Ready? One, yes, two, three, go. Wait, is that the start for the improv scene? Yeah. Yeah, we've been started. Was that the improv no, scene? No, that was the start of the improv scene. Oh. That's how we're, we're starting, bro. Where the fuck are you, man? We're we're here now. Okay, it, okay. We're One, in two, it. three, go. Okay, okay. Okay. One, two, three, again. Oh, quick. Okay. Quicker. All right, You're okay. Not quick enough. Okay. Come on. I'm okay. carrying this. Real quick. <laughs> okay, let me talk to Alex. What? Coach Wally's really kicking the shit out of us today at PE. I, we, All right, man. Stop your fact finagling. I was gonna say. 
But stop that shit too. Mr. Stop Wally, that shit too. Are you drunk again? Mr. Wally. Drop your pants. Okay. Part, Mr. Wally. Look, you guys know this is part of halftime. Drop your pants and let me see your shit. This is P.E. Mr. Wally. Like it's... We're in the fourth quarter, gentlemen. We're he in the is... fourth quarter of halftime. <laughs> Cut to the locker room. <laughs> and we're trying to just like no, mind no, our own we're business. We're out on the court still. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> We're out on the court. Okay. We're in the middle of half court. Okay. All right. You three boys start jerking them off. What? Let's do what it. What is going on? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do Get this. Get the crowd fired up. Get the crowd fired up. Okay. This is Jerk Off 2021 over here, ladies and gentlemen. Cut to Mr. Wally's. We're on the Ocho right now. We're on the Ocho. All right. Cut to Mr. Wally's life at home. We'll see what Mr. Wally's life at home is okay. like. God, those kids are terrible. Sadie, Sadie. Yes? Are you done dancing yet, bitch? Mm, yeah, oh, I my am. God. You're, you're fucking terrible. You look like a pudding bag full of shit right now. <laughs> you know I don't jerk off. Come here. Okay. Come here and give me your feet now. How was work today? Don't answer that. Why do you look like that? Since when did you have arms, actually? God, God, you're incapable of nothing, are you? I hate this life. I'm going. I'm. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm going to Titty Bar. Dad. Who the fuck are you? I'm your son, Dad. Dad. My name's Coach. I know you're a coach, but... No, my name is Coach, not Dad. I... Why are you Mexican? Why are you a 40-year-old Mexican who looks like an overseas Filipino worker? You've... Do you work in tech? My health is horrible. I can't work. I'm a child, Dad. I also can't work. I have detachable feet. Who the fuck feet. are you now? I'm Sadie. Oh, you're Sadie. It's still Sadie, Dad. Oh, God, this bitch scared me. Is it the arms? Where's the... Th and where's... Throw the arm away. Throw you, my arms away? You kid. Throw her arm away. My name's Wally Jr. No, it's not. It is. That's you look my... like Sadie Jr. Well, we tried that for a while. But then and? he wanted to become a Wally. Oh my god, you guys are incompetent. What the hell is going on here? Cut back to... Why do you guys keep watching Twilight? We're... Okay, cut to <laughs> the kids from P.E. talking about Mr. Wally. I don't want to go to... I don't want to go to P.E. today, She man. was like openly drinking. <laughs> In the middle of class. And nobody did anything. He told us to pull our pants down. I jerked you off for four minutes before anything happened. I don't know why I let you do that. My mom didn't even stop it. She just said it's important for me to learn. Alright, everybody line up. Oh fuck, here he comes. Oh, he's out in the hallway. Here we go. He's even drunker oh, this time. Oh my god. Oh, god. There's vomit on his shirt. Oh my god, it's so good. Guys. Oh, is he jerking? Guys and girls. Up? I was jerking off to some Superman porn the other day. Did you guys know uh, his son's gay now? I thought he didn't jerk off. He tells us every day that he doesn't jerk off. Hey, what are you saying over there, Julio? Present. Calvin, yeah? shut up. He wasn't, wasn't talking. talking. Both of you, Calvin, shut up. There's only one Calvin. Yeah, shut the fuck up, I said. Julio. Calvin. Shut up. You, Julio. Present. Which one are you? Julio. Oh, my God, dude. Somebody get the... Go to... Go to the principal's office, please. Please, any brother. No, 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 Stay, stay, stay. Now it's too late for that. You had your opportunity. Too late. Yes. Now you gotta stay. hundred laps. Okay. Okay. Lap dances. I mean. 
Not one but coach. <laughs> this has actually been our pitch for a sitcom for NBC. The sexual no. tension was there. Called Coach. I, I can feel it between you two. No, between us, we were just... Well, you made us jerk each other <laughs> off in the first minute. It's, it's your fault for going with it. You That's could the point, to the principal. The point of improv is to just say yes and... Oh man, you gotta say no, fuck off. <laughs> That's the wrong kind of improv, dude. Hey, you know what? That's on me. I should have gave you all a better improv. You know, that's, it was hey, your first that's time. Me. That's me. That's it was me. your first time. All dude. I could think about was jerking off and Sadie. I can and tell. Sadie jerking off. Sadie had no arms left. You know, I did my best with what I had. <laughs> hey, the no arms thing was great. I don't know where that came from. I don't know if it was something that I telegraphed. I don't know if it was something that came up earlier. Um, oh man, it's a uh, the reason why we did improv initially as opposed to stand up comedy is mm-hmm. because it's there's less at stake, right? The when we did it in front of a live audience, uh, imagine this they're in on the joke that you're making this up on the spot, so there's a lot of like forgivability. But now really? that you've dipped your toes in stand up comedy for like seven months. There, you can tell that the standards are higher because they're expecting for you to have. Yeah, they want you on. They joke. want you to have them on their asses the whole night. They want knee slappers and all that. I feel like though, I haven't done improv, but I feel like that's way more difficult because you're so quick with it. Because with stand up, like you're, of course, you're doing a little bit of banter with the crowd and all that. But you have a script at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it. You know, say you do a ten minute set, maybe. Half of that is scripted, you know, it's shit that you've been working on. It's bits that you're doing. And then the other half, like if you're if you're into that, you're you're riffing with the crowd. But you guys, you guys guys are just on it the entire time. You're not you're not practicing any of this. You're you're practicing like your your um, your coherence, Mm -hmm. which is like. I'm I'm in, I'm I'm saying is it might be initial right or not initial but um we practice the vital. craft we don't practice the yeah you don't practice act. the material yeah 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 so yes. like the uh, the repartee is, is vital right yeah if there's so anything I feel like that's that much harder we've learned each other's chemistry for sure and with like we've kind of, we've kind of like figured each other out in that sense and what improv has helped me out with was just like quick conversation. Just like yeah. in reading the room, quick conversation, and because that's all it is, dude, is just kind of like validating your ideas, taking it and adding it on top. You could take improv skills and apply that in so many different ways. And so I'm happy that I grew up that way. But now, on the other end of the spectrum, I'm saying stand-up comedy. Sure. That's fucking difficult. Do you guys do you guys find yourselves using improv in everyday life, or, or just like? Your stage presence when talking to people is a lot better, or your presence in general is a lot better with people. Everything. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one thing that people um, don't get. A lot of a lot of comedians are like inherently like shy people. To, they're to themselves, right? They're very calm and collected, but they're shy around people, and this gives them an outlet to like really practice being like trying to be a different person in a way mm-hmm. like me I'm, I'm pretty out there like obviously you could tell but for me it just kind of enhanced it like i was never shy or anything but it it allowed me to like tighten up my public speaking for like my career and you know other things not just career and comedy but the shit that i the other shit that i do now mm-hmm. it's like there's something with comedy that you that people don't realize it's 
it, it can't it makes you a better person dude <laughs> does like, it <laughs> it can i mean depending on like at least in my experience yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like i told you before everyone thought i had an accent when i first came here and it wasn't until i started doing improv and like getting up on stage where my mouthpiece is what I'm going to be using to make people laugh. Yeah. Right? Wasn't until I got up on stage where I took my mouthpiece out and I was like, oh man, I can talk <laughs> so much better. Wow, I don't have an accent. Like, oh shit, the veneers, <laughs> they, they don't fit anymore. <laughs> I don't want to talk like this. I didn't know why. But I, yeah, and I essentially got rid of it and even like everyday interactions with other people or like a small talk is way easier now that I've yeah, done improv. Yeah, for like sure. In senses where it makes people uncomfortable, like it's something that I can thrive in. So I yeah, owe you it to that. you can sit in the awkwardness, right? I've always been able to like sit in awkwardness, and I've honestly always challenged myself when I when when those like type of thing, situations happen. I try to make it more awkward for people just to see how they react, you know? Because for me, I'm just I'm gonna be me at the end of the day in mm-hmm. any setting. Like I'll I'll clean it up, or I'll like drag it down the fucking pipe hole mm-hmm. if I need to. But I want to see how people react. I'm very. I'm, I think that's kind of fucked up for me to do because I work at um, I work at a tech company, mm-hmm. uh, and you know I deal with a lot of people who don't talk. Like engineers are inherently like Indian. They're introverted. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yes, but, uh, but, that's, but that's they're true. introverted. They don't like. Can be true. Yeah, yeah. They don't like to talk, and like you know that like that back and forth is like. It's very straightforward, you know. I try to make a joke, and they're just like over their heads. But whatever, you know, as time goes on, I'm like I'm trying to break them down, and it just doesn't work. Still, mm-hmm. like as a, at a bio company, do you work with these type of people too? Actually, I've gotten pretty lucky with the shift that I work with. Like none of them are um, uh, professional comedians in any sense. Like they've never done, and uh, not that I am or anything. Nobody's funny, so I get to, I stand out pretty good <laughs> yeah. out there. I make it all look like shit. Uh, everyone people suck. Um, but like no one's done improv or stand-up comedy there. There's funny people on my shift. And so they could hang with like yeah, bits yeah. that are introduced and like we all make each other laugh. Um, so I got lucky in that sense. But I've definitely seen a bunch of uh, a bunch of introverts where they just do not have a sense of humor at all. And I just can't fathom not. I can't not live that. that type of life, man. You're just What's like. Up? You're just a robot at the end of the yeah. day. Like like in my situation, these guys, they're literally just go to work, eight to six, they go home, they eat their biryani, and they fucking go to sleep, man. And mm-hmm. it's just a cycle every day. And I just can't imagine not laughing or just living that ty- living yeah. a fucking life, you know? At least with with like comedy, everything's new. It feels new. Yeah. Right? With you practicing your bits on stage, every experience is new because you don't know if it's going to be a good night or a bad night. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But like it's always going towards But you could always redeem yourself. Yeah. That's always next time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or you can just throw away that joke and really realize like, okay, that wasn't the best thing and maybe I'll just move on to something else, which is great because it's very forgiving. Mm -hmm. It's a sport, you know? Like you got next time. You always have next time. Reps. As long as you you know, have the balls to go up. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all it really is. Like, I, I get fucking nervous, obviously, because I've been only in it for six or seven months, but it lets me know that I actually fucking care about it. Because if I wasn't nervous, I wouldn't care about doing well. I connect with that so much. Yeah. I've told I've told you that before. Yeah. A bunch. Like, you have to be nervous. And, like, I know you really care. It makes him... I've seen him so nervous that he is, like, physically, like, looks uncomfortable or is just like, 
because uh, if and that's how I know he cares. Like, right. I, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't care. Remember the first time we uh, I hit you up and we were gonna MC that uh, college gig for my acapella show. You were nervous as fuck, and it went really well. But that was like your first time back doing anything comedic. What college you guys go to? Um, I went to Davis, and uh, we both went to DVC. I didn't. I Dear mean, Valley. I didn't go to college. Diablo Valley? Oh, Diablo Valley College. Diablo Valley. That's out in like... Um, that's in Concord, so that's Concord, just like 15 okay. minutes away from my here. Boy, my boy played over there. Yeah, I got a lot of homies. What year you graduate? You're um, 28, you said, right? Yeah, I'm 28. Oh, you I, I graduated from Davis in 2018. Oh, okay. Now nah, you wouldn't know him. Uh, who graduated yeah. way earlier or way later? Uh, he didn't graduate. He just played. <laughs> nice. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You know how it goes. Baddies, thanks for tuning into the show. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Wild Heart Stones. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need some fossils, gems, and sage, we have a website for you. That's right. My friend Kyle, she's promised to bring us the best self-collected, self-selected, and treasure gems to you, uh, all at very reasonable prices on her website, wildheartstones.com. Uh, Kyle and her father have been digging up these rocks all her life. Her dad was a geology professor back in the day and they used to go to rock shows they pretty much know everything that rock <laughs> nice um you guys could save 15 percent on all of your purchases just use promo code icbtb at checkout and a link to the website will be down in the description or you can find it on our website at icbtb.com thank you guys so much wildheartstones.com yeah check thank them you out. kyle enjoy the show dude it was it's so exciting to to have you here like we said before Thank you, man. We've, it's dope to be here, yo. Like, I, I didn't know what the fuck to expect, honestly. We get that a lot. Like, uh, and it's... You guys got a sick-ass setup, though. I'm not gonna lie. Yo, can we talk about your neighborhood, though? I I went... <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. What's up? Um, there's a fucking 12-foot skeleton outside of someone's house. Yeah, the... the oh, it's a Halloween decoration? People going all out for Halloween this year. Yeah. Jesus Christ, bro. I, I, I parked right there, right in front. It's like maybe like six or seven houses down and i had to get out and go onto their lawn i thought i, was, I thought the cops were going to come right away they're like oh look at this fucking brown kid here ring a ringer you but, should have uh, trick-or-treated preemptively before halloween just that, doorbell yeah that probably would have been, been is that so not to, funny is that not today <laughs> sorry what usually on the 28th isn't it no, just, no i'm just and like, go to the next house <laughs> i'm just senile like oh sorry i, I <laughs> thought it was the 31st this guy's young he could dress himself okay and like <laughs> How is he senile? <laughs> he was drooling, sweetie. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, this neighborhood, um, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have grown up in a, with a family that is, we were able to get out of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yeah, was yeah, bad. Yeah. We got out of there because my brother was jumped in Pittsburgh, and so my dad moved us out to Benicia because it's, oh, like that. Way, nice. it's way safer here. And so like this neighborhood, which is I'm very grateful for, it's that neighborhood that when no, we were in school, like everyone wanted to go here to trick or treat. That's great, dude. Like I bet they be- give the full size candy bars over here. They, huh? give the, they give the nice, nice stuff. And dude. then you know the weirdo that lives in that one house gives his full size candy bar sometimes, right? <laughs> oh, you mean uh, Coach Wally? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun size, but you know. Uh, uh, oh shit, man. Nah, dude. But, but I, I'm I'm grateful. Like it's uh, my family before I was born. They lived in Daly City. Oh no shit. Yeah, like it was them. They nice. did the whole uh, Filipino thing where it's a. Uh, 20 people living in one apartment yeah yeah my family lived in um uh, are you got they lived on day street in the mission back mm. in the, like back in the late 80s that's when they came over here my mom wasn't here until like she had me in like 1990 91 because she was working in saudi arabia she was at nice she kind of fucked us up man she we could have had the bag yo so this fucking arabian uh this sultan or this caliph 
Khalifa, this Khalifa wanted to marry her Twist. and make her one yeah, of his like, wives. And I was like, bro, we could have been stacking right now. Yo, like, I this was been... after she had you? No, this was before she had me. So, oh, so you could have been. I could have been. A completely different person. Yeah, a little bit. A little <laughs> quick, bit. quick rebuttal. If that were the case in a different be, scenario. You wouldn't be here, bro. A Who different knows, though? I could have I been exploring America. It could have been a coming to America, but for Filipinos. A different sperm probably would have done it. Yeah, uh, completely But I still different... would have been me. I, don't... Mm. I still could have been me. But just more richer and way more arrogant. Yes. Okay. I'm listening. Oh, that's all you got? Just yes. 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 You're right. Yes. Rebuttal again. Please. I'm going to say no. <laughs> no? I'm going to say that we, because uh, now we're delving deep into like, Genealogy, is my soul, my soul, like, am I me if I'm, if it was a different hey, you, dad? You watched that Jamie Foxx movie on Pic from Pixar, right? Oh, soul? Exactly. Mm. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. I don't watch children's films. Yeah, you. It's for adults, okay? That's a very <laughs> touching movie, so you should definitely check it out. You're yeah, dead inside, good. aren't you, Alex? I yeah. can see it behind your tinge eyes and your small shirt. <laughs> we, we, went, we went six hours without talking about it. <laughs> Oh man! Shoot myself tonight, uh, Wally. We do have to wrap up. Um, uh, Hell yeah! Just to don't be want safe to get so too we late. Don't spread disease. <laughs> so uh, I, I do want to talk about your your podcast real quick. I want to I want to tell my listeners to check out your podcast. You have a podcast called Off the Stoop Podcast. Yep. yep. Which is has an incredible production quality to it. Which thank you. As thank you can you. tell, like I am very uh, very anal about nice. my gear and my stuff. And I want to make sure it's quality. And I've checked out a few of your episodes, and you already have like a three camera system going on, a wide with two singles, um, and you got yourself a new co-host. You're back um, after a quick hiatus. Yeah, um, yeah. Tell tell the listeners about it a little bit. Yeah. So off the stoop podcast was kind of like my brainchild. I had another one that was uh, called the Double Dribble Podcast, which talked about sports. But off the stoop is really like. You know, back in the city, you, at my grandma's house, shout out Paris Avenue, um, you know, the stoop is where you just kick it and you just say a bunch of shit. That's where you meet your friends up. You know, you call them up on these things called like landlines, everybody, if you're listening to this right now. They're phones inside your house. Nice. Um, Whoa, what's that? Right. What a fucking concept, right? Crazy. But, you know, you just call up your homies like, yo, meet me on the stoop. And you either just kick it there and talk shit all day or you ride out on your bikes or you flip over cars that that's really just where it is the stoop is really where anything and everything can be spoken of whether it's like politics news sports what's happening in your life just oh, yeah. anything and even as children we understood that like you know you have to have that space to be able to talk about whatever of course it, it like delineates a little bit as you get older you don't want to talk about that stuff but as you when you're my age fuck that's such that's such that's some bitch shit <laughs> you to feel say old? <laughs> yeah i feel old kind of i've definitely said that too but, so don't uh, worry you, yeah. <laughs> but yeah you just i just want to give people a free open space and just like give myself a space to like talk shit and say whatever the fuck i yeah. want like shout out to my co-host pharaoh daniels um you know another comedian that's you know doing some work and it's just a pay place where i can like put my ideas down like have great guests on 
and just learn from people from all different walks of life too. Like I think I was telling you guys earlier about like Dr. Kevin Nadal mm. and we were attacking uh, like Filipino mental health issues and like the cheese made that comes with the community and how we can combat that and everything that goes along with it. And then wow. I would have like some rappers, an actor and you know, just different types of people from all walks of life, man. Like my, my initial goal was to be like a Filipino Joe Rogan type. Yeah. But I realized that, you know, I need somebody to riff off of on a consistent basis like sure. y'all. And I can't just always like pose questions to people. I don't like, I just don't want to do that because it, it feels disingenuous. Mm -hmm. And I just want to like fuck around and talk shit, you know? Yeah. And now you can do that with a co host. Exactly. I mean, that's what exactly. we do when it's just us two. It's fun. We just fuck, get to riff yeah. and. And it's uh, nice to also have the ability to have guests such as yourself. Exactly, exactly. Come through to the studio and make some... Uh... You guys got to come through, man. Like, come through for an episode. One of the things I love to do, that's what I... And I think it really plays well into the off the stoop thing. It'll be like me and Pharaoh, but we'll have guests on the side, actually, that are just chilling. So, like, if a question pops up and I don't want Pharaoh's opinion... Or I don't feel like having it. <laughs> I just <laughs> just completely block it. I just block, I'll be like a backup guest. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have like two or three people on a on a casting couch, just chilling like this. I'll, be, I'll ask them oh. like, "What do y'all think about this?" Mm. And then we'll have them either come on. I, we're actually working on trying to like get another mic so and another camera so we can have them essentially maybe do kind of like Tiger Belly style where we have four cameras split going screen. On. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, damn. You know, that's something that we're working on. I'm just trying to find ways to grow and like make make it a better show and make it more like wholesome and like make it some real shit at the end of the day. Yeah, dude. I like it. Well, you're definitely like off in the right direction. I, I've always thought quality over quantity, you know, some... And I'm quantity over quality. So between the two of us, we get we get it pretty much. We have even out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, you're doing it great. Would love to Thank come you. on if there ever was ever an opportunity. It was dope chopping it up with you, man. And uh, yeah, we well, yeah, I had a good time. Yeah, yeah. do you want to thank tell, you guys? Tell I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. This was fucking dope, man. I, I had a fucking good time. I hope this ain't the last time I come on. Because no. I want to come to Benicia during the day. I want to see this shit during the day, dude. It's beautiful. <laughs> I, I highly recommend you see like downtown. It's very we'll, we'll small. We'll meet you in the city instead. It's, <laughs> there'll be more to do. More things. For hey, sure. but sometimes you need that getaway, man. Like today, I uh, um, for work we had to do some field testing, and we got we went to. The Santa Cruz Mountains, where there's no wow. fucking, um, there's no reception or anything. We just like got to be in nature, and it was tranquil for like three or four hours, and then that's a nice getaway from the city. And like this would be kind of the same thing, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. a suburb, all right. But I'm just, um, I'm just hoping like that that plant while I'm here kind of breaks down, and I get like some type of superpower out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, just cancer. Yeah. <laughs> no, just yeah. That part of Benicia is depressing just to see the industrial side and like. It's all smoky and whatnot. But if you look at the completely other direction where the water is, it's fucking beautiful, man. Is there a Chick-fil-A here? I was trying to go to that. Sh I was trying to look for one before I got here. It's one in Vallejo. 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 15 yeah, minutes yeah. away. Um, well, mean, that yeah. shit's closed now for sure. Oh, it's fucking 11 o'clock. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it's closed. So, yeah, but we got a Jack of the Box. There's other stuff you can check out. 24-7? Close your eyes. It tastes like Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll wrap it up. One last time. Look into the camera for us. This is something we do with every guest yep. of the episode. <laughs> Look into the camera for us, even though it makes, might make you feel like a douchebag. And just leave the baddies, our listeners, with a sentence, a word, anything, just like a piece of advice. All right. Um, I've been really into Lil Wayne, the Carter Three, lately. And I'll say this. Um, young Carter, go further, go faster, go harder. And is this not why we came? And if not, then why bother?
All right. Yeah, that's Hell that yeah. is his best album. Wally, thank you very much for coming, man. Maddie's be sure to follow him on all platforms. Follow his podcast. Follow his personal page. If he's performing around the Bay Area, which you're always doing, you're hitting up mics, you're yes, hitting up sir. shows. Yes, be sure to check him out. When, dude, we'll see you next time. Thank you guys for having me, man. This is fucking Thanks fun, for dude. On. This is dope. We'll All see right. Ya. Thanks, Wally. See you, Alex. Bye. What? Are you going to kill me? Yeah.